Yes, yes, this is your boy Kojo. This is the Freeman for Podcast. And as you know, we like to do some interviews for you guys. We've spoken to some great guys in the game already. And we've got another one lined up for you today. And this is someone that you're not going to forget. This is a great interview. He's a great guy. And let's start the show. Yes. I am indeed your host, Kojo, for today's show, and I am joined, I'm not going to keep it long, I'm going to go straight away into him. Um, he is currently working at FC Sheriff, he has also worked with Ibernian, he's worked with Paphos, um, split in Croatia, am I correct to say that? Is that yeah. that's, where, that's where they are? Yes, that's where they are, exactly. My knowledge is still there. Uh, Valerio Zidas, how you doing, sir? Hi, Kojo. Hi. Uh, first of all, thanks for inviting me uh, and for your availability. We are now in different timeline but we we finally arrange uh, arrange some ch this chat i'm very pleased to to say here with you to share uh and speak about football yes and that's what we that's what we love to do talk about football and yeah for those of you listening um there is a bit of a time difference between us so we've been working hard to uh get this on schedule but we've we've come together and we've got something working i've purposely taken some time off work sat court sort of just to Get this in here but let's get started with the show valerio firstly you know what i obviously sent you the brief earlier but i want to talk about you growing up watching football and who your heroes were first you know in terms of playing watching them coach as well who are the people that you you admired growing up oh of course uh of course i mean uh i, I, I i'm a big uh, Roma fan so okay I, I grew up I grew up as a supporter in my city watching the game going to stadiums uh, uh, so my at that, at that time in, in Italy there was uh, such a big players uh, playing there in Italy Totti Maldini Nesta Zidane uh, Del Piero Cannavaro I mean so it was a great uh, great time the 1990s uh, for uh, for the Italian league uh so yeah that's that's the the football where i uh, that i have uh, in my in my head when i when i started so it was every every kid you know you know was fascinated about that league at that time yeah but did you um did you have dreams of becoming a professional uh, footballer was that the uh, all the kids all the kids especially in Italy, <laughs> uh, had the dream to become a professional footballer then i i, I saw that my career was going through professional semi-professional so i understood unfortunately really early that i couldn't arrive at the top mm -hmm. uh, level so i i quit early even because of injuries reasons so i i started to really early to uh, to coach ah yes and you i mean you are still very young uh, which... yeah, yeah, yeah. 33 that's yeah that's, it's, it's young it's young, young. <laughs> it's young. Yeah. It's young and, um, you know, you've done a lot in your career already. So for those of you that don't know, Valerio is very much um, multilingual. He speaks many languages, I think six languages. Um, four, almost five, uh, four fluent, four, almost five. Uh, the fifth one, Croatian, because my wife and my kids. Uh, so, but yeah, ah. Italian, English, uh, Spanish and Romanian fluent. Ah, beautiful. Okay, so he's fluent in four languages and almost got the Croatian down as well for fifth. Um <laughs> So we'll talk about your career then, because you've been well-traveled. Uh, the one that stuck out, stuck out to me was Hibernian, um, working in Scotland. So um, I believe you were a part of the Johan Cruyff Institute. 
where you met Sean Maloney and many others. But before we go into the Sean Maloney, Johan Cruyff is a legend of the game. Um, just what, how did they influence your style of coaching as you got Griffith into the game? Uh, well, I, I was uh, I was following, uh, of course, uh, Chris is a legend, but not just on what he did in the pitch, what he created uh, around uh, and his different way to think. Uh, then uh, he created uh, many associations, many uh, many areas, uh, uh, even outside the, the, the football, uh, that can develop uh, you even as, as a person, not only as a, as a coach or as a football player. So this institute was built uh, really to, to develop yourself first as a coach and to learn the dynamics, uh, the style of coaching, uh, and really to build you first as a person. Uh, so I was, um, I was following the activities of the institute, and then I started the process uh, to, to, to speak with them because they, they select even the, the, the profiles, and they collect then one group of work and one class to go together to this journey. Uh, there, I remember there was no, not only, of course, people that come from sport environments, mostly you, you, you meet people that come from sport environment, but was, was not uh, just people from football, from different sports, from all different countries, different levels. So it's, uh, that is the growth. That is the, the main point of the Institute. So you share different experience, way to live, way to approach the coaching. Uh, that's, that's the biggest part of the journey there. Ah, and, um, yeah, as I said, you met Sean Maloney. Before we go into Sean Maloney, was there anyone else that you, I think maybe the listeners, do you think there's anyone else they would recognize that you worked oh, with? Oh, yeah, I'm still, in contact. I'm still in contact with all the guys there. Uh, so, Costis, Yuri, uh, Cyril, uh, 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 Joseph, uh, all, the, all, the, uh, all the guys that was there. We, are, we have a group, of course, we, we are still in contact. Uh, and, uh, of course, I met Sean. Uh, I met Sean there was um, because there, there is a week uh, every two three months you have to go there in in Netherlands. Uh, we were hosting in Harnem that is close to the is is a big institute where uh, really close to the BTS training center. Uh, is the John Cruyff Institute? Is there Papendal? Is the is the name? Is a big complex. Uh, we so we were doing the lesson there. And, and I met Sean at the time. Uh, I, I just finished the, with the Hajduk split, uh, and he was uh, currently assistant manager of Roberto Martinez in, in the Belgium national team. Uh, great lad immediately. We connect, of course. Uh, so we, we, we enjoyed that, uh, that period together and we stayed in contact. And then a few weeks later, not, uh, not more, he, he phoned me and said, Listen, they, they offered me a job in, as a manager in Iberian. And immediately I went. Uh, so we, we started the, we started the journey together. Yes, and at um, Hadrick Split, you were assistant manager. Um, your role in Hibernian was it a technical assistant? Yeah, was uh, in Hibernian we had um, was uh, Gary Caldwell was the assistant manager. Uh, Gus was uh, with with Sean, and yeah, was uh, alongside them. Uh, so particularly, I took care of the defensive line. So okay. I was taking care about the uh, possession and all the defensive line I was pretty satisfied of my job even in, during the period in charge we had uh, a great result about this because we we was the, the second best defense in the league after celtic uh, in front of ranger you know it's it's really 
hard to compete with the, those two teams there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm satisfied because a couple of players there now they went uh, they went sold. One uh, George Deutsch went sold in uh, Verona in Serie A in Italy. Uh, another one Ryan Portus was just uh, just uh, sold by Benia to to Watford uh, and uh, that is owned by the owner from Udinese. So probably we will see even him in the in, in Italy now. And for me, is uh, I'm proud of this because I, I was directly coaching them. So I'm really satisfied. Uh, and then nothing. We 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 develop a really. Uh, we we work in a short period of time. We achieved the semi final cup uh, in the Scottish FA Cup. We we lost in Upton the derby against Ars. Uh, that's that was the the main thing that cost us the 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 job. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, uh, the the there was a really a really high pressure there in in the in the around the club and. Unfortunately, we we finished the job before, but uh, we, we we are satisfied of the journey together. We recognize, uh, we reflect on our mistake. We recognize where we could improve, and globally, it was a really great experience. Um, you mentioned how difficult it is comp- with Celtic and Rangers being the the top two in Scotland, and it's been like that for so many years, um, and it doesn't look like stopping. But um, as you guys were a coaching team for the players. How do you try to keep them motivated knowing that, you know, I mean, I don't know the ambitions of Hibernian Hearts, I don't know Dunfermline, anyone else in, in Scotland, but, you know, if you know two teams are always competing for the title, what what goals do you set for the players to say, you know, maybe reach third, fourth? How, how do you keep them motivated? Uh, of course, as you said, the Celtic and Rangers uh, is a nice, a long history. More than hundred years they lead the the, the, the Scottish league. Uh, but there is uh, the, I mean, there is a. Uh, we we tried to reduce this gap first uh, with, with organization. Of course, uh, at the time uh, we had uh, different uh, resources compared to them uh, to the league, uh, but. Uh, uh, you, uh, when you step in the pitch at Hybrox or the Celtic Park, believe me, you, you don't need too much motivation because uh, they, they come from themselves. Uh, but we try to do something different uh, when we played uh, in Celtic Park and in Hybrox, trying to play the ball. I think that we was the the, the team that uh, own uh, m- most of the time the, the ball possession in the Celtic Park since. Uh, few years and so we try to do something different compared to all the other teams that defend in the in the last 25 30 meters that by the way is the <laughs> is one of the way to try to gain some point or to try to reduce the score against these two teams uh, we try to go there uh, and try to do something different then of course uh, in our game we we lost uh, we lost to zero and two one uh, if I'm not get wrong uh, but then we we had a really good result at home. Uh, we draw 0-0 against Celtic at home. Was a, uh, of course uh, it w- was was a draw, but was uh, the result of uh, of one uh, really long journey of work uh, behind. Mm-hmm. So we were really satisfied about that. And then of course you have to do the your your best to try to compete with the other teams to to try to achieve Europe with other good teams as as the Hearts, uh, Aberdeen, you know. Uh, now currently is doing really good with Livingstone, so is is not a an easy league. No, it's not absolutely not. And um, you've gone into another uh, good league with a good team, 
um, FC Sheriff, where you are currently right now. Um, what brought about this move? How was how were you approached to join um, the club? Uh, it was uh, was really something that I didn't expect because I was uh, when I finished with Bernie, we had a uh, interview to for for all around for in job in UK in MLS around Europe. Then was not in concrete. Then I was Christmas Christmas time. Yeah, uh, we, I I knew uh, Roberto. I sent him the wishes from Christmas. Uh, say, how are you? How are you? With then. We, we call each other and he was free uh, and then we started the conversation because he, he received this proposal uh, and then uh, 10 days later 10 12 days later we are we arrived in uh, in Moldova so it was something uh, unexpected my apologies and um the manager um if I've said his name wrong please forgive me you can correct me uh, Roberto Bordin yes that correct Yes. Um, he's got quite pedigree as well. He used to be a former footballer, uh, played for Parma and uh, I think uh, Spezia and other Italian clubs. Um, did you guys have a connection before he, I mean, you, you joined his coaching staff or? Was yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I, knew him, I knew him before. I knew him before. This is the first time I worked with him, but I knew him before. Yeah, he has a great, great background as a, as a player. He, he also coached here the national team. So his experience, uh, he knows the player, he knows the league. Uh, he also was here before the sheriff, and uh, previously in FC Baku also. So uh, we're working together now alongside we again with Andrea Vezu, uh, the the head of performance as well. So we create a good group of work. We are trying to do our best. The target is to to win the league and to win the cup, of course, as a minimum for for sheriff, and try to achieve the Champions League group in the next season. Currently, now we are. Um, we are now in conference league so we will play 16 february against partisan yes Belgrade, and then uh, the second uh, game in 20 23rd on, on Belgrade. yes um it's, it's actually interesting that you spoke about um aiming for the champions league because sheriff had a very in recent time they've had some very interesting results in europe especially namely against real madrid you know oh, yeah, so, everyone yeah. mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, it was a great achievement for the club because it's a really organized club, uh, fantastic uh, facilities, uh, and they want to raise and to to become one uh, one one club that uh, is um, uh, want to raise his level even in Europe, not only to lead the, their own league. Uh, that was fantastic. Uh, beat Real Madrid in Santiago Bernabeu. I mean this. Was a shock result for all the football, uh, but with uh, they, they had a really good player, really good team uh, at the moment. Uh, so I'm not surprised because this this club, especially in East Europe, uh, they have a really talented player and uh, they can now compete against the the top five league in Europe. Yes, they can. And you know, you, you spoke about you know the facilities and how they're trying to improve and get better for football players. You know, when they're joining a club, it's always about whether the club they're joining is ambitious. They want to win things, and you know, they want to grow as players, and they want to have great training facilities. Is that just as important for you as a coach, where a club approaches you, but you want to know that you have almost everything that a player also kind of asks for? That you want to feel you step in somewhere, you feel comfortable, you feel ready to work. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, now the, the the facilities uh, uh, plays a big part even in the in in, in the organization and even the way how the club present uh, their, their their self. So 
to be fair, in Italy there are, uh, of course, there are the top club that has amazing facilities. But um, even in first division, there are a few clubs that still doesn't have the still don't have the facilities uh, for the first league. Uh, so sometimes uh, you struggle for even for logistic reason or for organization, and it's a shame because the level is really high. Uh, so when I see that, well, what is uh, even in East Europe, especially because I I, I coach it more almost all the time of my career here uh, than in Italy, but uh, it's fantastic. I mean, with amazing facilities, I, I think why, why we cannot reproduce the, uh, it in Italy as well. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask about your coaching style. So you spoke about you worked on the defensive line at Hibernian and namely the fact that you guys had a oh, the second best defense behind Celtic, considering Rangers are there as well, is a phenomenal achievement. Um, as a defensive coach, or I don't know if you'll be calling yourself a defensive coach, but would you say your coaching style is passing from the back and building up play? Would it be a um, long ball game? Because I know football always evolves and, you know, teams play different ways. Managers have different styles. What would be the style that you prefer? Uh... <laughs> But uh, I like uh, I like the, the, the I like the balance. Uh, so okay. whatever whatever you do is I'm really uh, focused on, on the balance. So uh, before we decide our style of playing Iberian and so uh, our uh, the way to defend as well, we did a specific re uh, research of uh, the, the characteristic of the league, and okay. we figured out that uh, the Scottish Premier League is the the first league in Europe for the long ball played. So oh. they, uh, they, there is the first is the first league in Europe for long ball play. So the first choice for the player is to kick long ball. This is part of their uh, of their culture. So long okay. ball and normally you know a uh, number nine that uh, can, can does can do a header or uh, a playback to for the winger that attack uh, the, the the back of the defenders. So uh, oh, if you play man yeah. to man in this. Uh, with this characteristic for on the long ball, if you play man to man, potentially there is a chance every long ball. So we decide to play full zonal setting, full zonal setting, to to play with the offside and to organize uh, the, the the line uh, with the specific principle of, of the zone. But uh, I, I have to say, if we play full zonal, for example, in a league as Italy or as a Spain, uh, where where they play mostly between the lines, and you have player uh, that uh, does. Exactly that movement uh, uh, that runs between the lines that is the, the critic part of the zonal setting, uh, yeah. you will struggle if you play in the same way. So it's really important to understand when, where are you going to play, which are the uh, characteristics of the league and, of course, of your team, of, of your defenders. And then you decide and you can modify. Uh, some teams uh, also modify the style of defense uh, each game or during the game. So they pass from zona to man marking from man marking in the zona. That depends, but this is the highest level of uh, defending. Ah, see, that's see, that's interesting because you know I I didn't think Celtic, well, I say Celtic, Scottish football would have or would be number one for longest long ball. Long ball played in Europe, number one. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so you were able to adapt and sort of pick your your style around that that's very impressive okay yeah, for example uh, uh for example when i was in Hajduk split 
Yep. Croatia Ayuk is one of the main club there uh, alongside the Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, so yes. uh, most of the team when they are going to play against Hajduk uh, both away or at home they play depending on their 25 30 meters of course. So uh, the way you can uh, receive one uh, you can concede one chance to the opponent is a counter attack. So we have to take care for more on the offensive balance and how to prevent and uh, not concede a counter attack. So that's Another, again, another uh, detail to take care. But as I said, depends from the league and and the team where you are going to to coach. So it's not a, a predefined uh, setting to to go valid for okay. everyone. I like that. That's that. I like that. Um, okay, so we'll come back to Sheriff and club and personal ambition. So you spoke about winning the league. Um, and get into the Champions League group stages. Of course, I think also the aim would be to beat Partizan and progress in the Conference League. Uh, as your, For yourself, your ambitions, and when I ask that question, I mean, you know, does it include, I mean, including with players as well, is there a target to improve certain players, um, you know, maybe the potential for young players um, and past this season as well you know what are your own goals you know do you one day want to become a manager is, is that something that you want to see in your in your future if, uh, yeah i i think uh, sometimes uh i'm still not uh, keen on that so i i need to continue my process uh, and uh, when in the future will come the opportunity i will evaluate but now i just enjoy my process uh, as assistant and uh, uh, and even the the competition and the and the, and the players that I'm coaching, uh, we have really talented players. Uh, the, the the policy of the club is uh, uh, is to to reach this player and then uh, to bring value on the team and then to 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 sell in a bigger club. As uh, for example, there was uh, Adam Traore that they they sold in Ferenc Varos, a great player, or other many other great players that. Uh, here in sheriff uh, that can can provide the visibility in Europe uh, uh, can develop the player uh, so is uh, this is the main policy of the club but uh, I mean is uh, for sure from now until the end of the season we will uh, we will hear about a couple of talents uh, from here I'm, I'm sure about it absolutely absolutely okay well um before we we, we finish up uh there's something that we'd like to do with our guests um, which is a bit of fun. I, no, I didn't put this on the brief because I, I didn't want you to think about it too much. It's simple. Yeah. Um, one will be a yes or no. Some of them will just be a name. And, you know, we move on. Okay, so it's more of a preference. Who you prefer, what you prefer. Um, so we'll go for the, the most obvious one. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Messi, okay. Um, Carlo Ancelotti or Zinedine Zidane? Ancelotti. Ancelotti. Um, Jose Mourinho or Pep Guardiola? It's tough because he's, uh, Mourinho is the manager of my club, but oh, I'm yeah. in love with Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Are you impressed with what um, Mourinho's doing at Roma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's the right man for the job, absolutely. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, what was the one I was going to ask? Ah, pasta or pizza? Pasta. Pasta. <laughs> Any too much specific... uh, now, too much for, for now. Uh, <laughs> any any specific type of pasta? Carbonara or Amadrichon. That's that's the two main ones. 
Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Um, Manchester United or Liverpool? Manchester United. I like that answer. That's that's my favorite answer. That's good. Um, Arsenal or Chelsea? Arsenal, all the life. Ah, Arsenal. Is that your favorite English team? Uh, Arsenal fan, yeah, Arsenal fan. <laughs> then we'll get you one next time for an Arsenal podcast. Absolutely. Um, Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard, or Paul Scholes? It is first if you will. Uh, Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard. Who would be second? Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes. Frank Lampard. Okay. Um, Xavi, Iniesta, Modric, or Pirlo? Xavi. 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 Second one, Iniesta, uh, Pirlo, Modric. Pirlo, Modric. Okay. Um, Casemiro or Sergio Busquets? Casemiro. Casemiro. Okay. And the final one is um, Celtic or Rangers? <laughs> so, okay, awesome, awesome. Well, Valeria, it's been an honor, it's been an honor um, having you on the show, and it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, it was my pleasure, Cody. Uh, before we, we go, um, it's up to you. Do you want to share? I don't know, maybe your social media. That'll be your Twitter, if you want to share with your the, the people. Yeah, of course. If any any case, someone wants to question or whatever, can contact me. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I have just only LinkedIn or Twitter. You just type my name. I don't have uh, Instagram or Facebook, but I am happy to answer to anyone. Absolutely, okay. no problem. Brilliant, awesome. Um, of course, this is Coach of Freeman Field. Um, again, I'll thank Valeria for joining us. Um, always remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, Valeria will be back with us as well because now that I know he's an Arsenal fan, Arsenal are close to winning the league. I mean, potentially, they're playing Man City soon. So we'll talk about that game and I'll definitely get you on for that one as well. So thank you for joining us once again. Um, and yeah, this has been another episode of the Free, Free and Midfield podcast. Can't be saying the name properly. <laughs> Okay.